Welcome back to the Eric Deems Show. I'm your host, Eric Deems, the chief here of the Eric Deems Show. We've got a lot to get to today. It is March. Listen, we can't fall back into this... Well, we just can't become another statistic. That's why I'm here. I can't fall into and become another statistic, only to fall off and die into the land of... Well, podcast hell. You know, the average podcast in America doesn't have a new episode within the last 90 days, and they have fewer than nine episodes. Well, we've far exceeded that. We're we're nearing 100, and we have a lot of great content out there for you to go back and listen to. Um, Our team's been working. A very efficient team, I might add. And um, not everybody is here with me in studio anymore. When we started, well, the first few episodes as you'll listen to uh, if you haven't already. Those happened as kind of a kick in the pants to me by Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary V. Uh, the call to action, 2019. A lot has changed since then, you might say. So that's how it got started, and that was just me holding a phone up to my face and talking into the phone, and, well, we've grown into this, and... I appreciate JB, his continued support of the show as our producer and the rest of the folks that he has helping. Um, It's it's been good, and I miss it. You know, we haven't had our last show. We have several show ideas, but a life has been busy. I don't know if any of you have been paying attention, but, um, you know, I'm through and through a real estate guy. That's the day job. Um, Not that I turn it off. Uh, after the daytime, but um, you know, I'm a land broker, real estate investor, advisor, and so the world has changed a lot in the last nine months, especially. And then, just as we thought we were turning a corner here at the beginning of the year, um, we started having banks fail again, and we can talk a lot about that. You know, don't don't pay attention. Listen, I have notes and notes of potential show ideas, but um, there are only so many hours of the day. But don't fall prey to the politicization, right? We've talked about this. This is what happens in America, especially now. We over-politicize everything, and we continue to just attack one another because of their politics. And we, when the bank, when the first thing happened here with the banks, the folks on the left came out and started demanding Oh, well, this is because there isn't enough regulation. And then you start looking behind the curtain and you start realizing that, um, especially with Dodd-Frank and some of the regulation put in on SVB, well, there were some exemptions. I know that Barney Frank is not a banker, but he was part of the Dodd-Frank legislation and he was on the board for Signature Bank. That also failed. There are fundamentals in banking that can't be ignored. And when you spend more time ensuring that your uh, woke policies are being adhered to versus just the strength of a balance sheet, um, bad things are going to happen. Bad things follow bad decisions. And that's just one of the principles we have here at the Eric Deem Show. I am your social commentator. You know it. You love it. Or you wouldn't be here. The values of the show are homegrown common sense, personal responsibility, this idea that there is joy in life, gratitude as a foundation, motivation from within, something that I call Midwestern pragmatism, and finally, the notion that cultural stewardship, 
falls to each of us. Thanks again for being here. You can reach me on the socials at Eric Deem Show or Chief at Eric Deem Show. That's right. I'm the Chief of the Eric Deem Show. So I don't want to get I don't want to get bogged down in the bad news. I want to just come to you, uh, say hello, tickle your ears, have a brief conversation, let you know we're still moving forward. The pet peeve, the ESD pet peeve of this week, is qualifying people for conversations. This is annoying to me. This is annoying to me. I'm a, you know, my sacral center is the throat, the ability to talk and communicate with voice. And I love having conversations. And I'm, I'm rarely the expert in conversations. You know, I, um, I know quite a bit in the political world. I know a whole lot more in the real estate world, real estate investing, especially as it pertains to uh, land, land investment, brokerage. I mean, I can go a mile deep there. Um, but I love talking about a variety of so many other different things. And I've always enjoyed having people around me that can contribute and add to the color of conversation. What I've started noticing, and this has been, you know, just kind of a something maybe over the last few years is the qualification. You're not qualified to have this conversation. We saw this really happen in the land of um, lockdowns when COVID was kind of right there among us. And oh boy, look at this. We survived. It was uh, three years ago when, when we were all uh, kind of feeling the, the burdens and the effects of overreach government. That's where those of us that live in the land of the free, mostly red states, uh, we started getting more and more refugees from other places. But during that time, if you remember, somebody would say something. And, and, oh, well, you're not qualified to say, where's your PhD? Where's your MD? Well, you're not a nurse. You know, just the asking a question was not good enough. Couldn't be done. You couldn't pose a question. You couldn't come to your own logical conclusions. And I, I tend to be of the school that uh, we can be Renaissance men and women. It wasn't until really the last half century that we started forcing people, um, at least in the educated class, to stay in your lane. We kind of saw this as, um, you know, you look back to the beginning of our country and our founding fathers. They were scientists. They were statesmen. They were politicians. They were lawyers. They were farmers. They were business owners. That's how this country was founded. I'd like for us to go back to that, where we accept a man as a man and a woman as a woman. I mean, that's a whole other topic. But, but you as a person, the whole person, you have a lot of things that you can contribute and add value to outside of what your day job may or may not be. The other thing is the life, people living life. You know, since this podcast began, I've lost loved ones, very close loved ones, a grandfather, an aunt, um, and then have been around uh, loss uh, with my wife's family and and with friends. And when you get together with family and with people of multi-generations and you gain that perspective and you have those conversations and you just live life, there's a lot more empathy but then also a lot more perspective that I can bring to a conversation that didn't have near the depth. 
it would have had, at least on particular subjects or topics or ideas, just a short few years ago. So we have to give people the ability, the grace, and understanding of realizing that the benefit of the doubt, they're growing too. And maybe they do know something. Maybe not everybody is stuck in the land of TikTok, staring at a screen every night, scrolling senselessly through the socials. Maybe somebody is reading a book. Maybe somebody is going back to school. Maybe somebody is learning something. Maybe they happen to be an expert. Maybe they know something. You see what I'm getting at? Instead, it's just the real quick shutdown. Up, oh, what do you know? So that's my pet peeve. I know it's a pet peeve of you, of yours, for me to go on for five minutes on a pet peeve, but uh, we'll keep it moving. Oh, uh, a quick note, production note here. Uh, if you go to the socials, we're in the Lenten season right now. What have you given up? Thank you for not giving up podcasts. We've given up social media. Um, so uh, leftists are not feeling challenged right now. Those who don't understand logic are not feeling challenged right now. Um, I hope other people are stepping up to the plate to see that through. Uh, but we're, we've taken time off. I, I have needed the separation. Um, I have needed the time and the opportunity to just keep my mind clear. And let me tell you, it hasn't been easy. The first couple of weeks, I found myself, uh, you know, at various times, my phone's in my hand and now I'm scrolling again. Oh, get that off. Get that out of here. I, I can't be doing this. I gave this up for Lent. I don't have Facebook on my on my phone, but Instagram and Twitter, uh, they're my go-tos. I've, uh, I, I was drug into Nextdoor on, on a project happening here in Nashville, and uh, I am just happy to stay away from Nextdoor. Boy, some of these people, this is their full-time job. Uh, you start asking questions. And, you know, I, I'm an Enneagram 8, right? I love to poke the bear. I'm a challenger. Somebody's going to say something. Well, let's challenge that. I'm also the uh, soft, harmless, lovable fuzzball. So, uh, you know, I, my, my bark's far worse than my bite. But that being said, you, you can have a lot of fun uh, on Nextdoor. <laughs> uh, I've just decided that's probably a jungle gym I don't want to play on. Um, but anyway. But the politicization of everything is is something I want to talk about. This is going to be a brief episode um, of the Deems List. Really, I just want to give you kind of an idea of a couple of things I'm working on. We don't have to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Whether that be people, uh, whether it be jobs, whether that be culture. You know, I've talked about this before. When I grew up in a small town in southeastern Ohio, Belpre, I knew my neighbors as my neighbors. I knew them as... uh, as their first name. I didn't know them as the, the political letter after their name. I didn't know them as their, politi- their um, sexual orientation. I didn't know them as their ethnicity. I knew them as their first name. I knew them as neighbor. And we could do a, a much better job of preserving that. And it really just starts with us. It starts with our own interactions with people. It starts with having a little bit of humor and levity. It, it starts with being vulnerable. And if you're going to, you know, poke the bear, you know, I poke the bear a lot. Uh, those of you who know me well know that I enjoy it, but I also enjoy getting it back. And so if you're going to dish it out, you need to be able to accept it back. Um, 
if you can't take it, then don't dish it, okay? But I, I guess where I'm coming from is I, I've been a bit nostalgic in the last well, several months. Um, I know our last podcast wasn't uh, since the since the red wave that we had here in Tennessee politically, which I'm I'm thrilled that that's the case. Um, I, I am I love being in Tennessee, and I love being in a state um, that protects children. I love being in a state that protects my wallet, and I love being in a state that uh, protects us from government overreach um, <clears throat> at the federal level. Uh, keeping D.C. in D.C., uh, we know what we want here in Tennessee. Uh, it's truly states' rights, and, and that's really how our country was founded, how the tables have turned, unfortunately. But uh, back to my point, nostalgia. You know, watching Christmas movies uh, and then watching, I have a, a collection of DVDs because I don't trust big tech. You know, somebody says something or uh, a man loves a woman, pretty soon that movie has to get canceled. You can't stream it anymore because it's offensive to uh, counter-cultural perspectives. So I have a, a vast DVD collection, backup VHSs, and, and a v yes, I do have a VH, uh, a VCR, um, and I do have a backup DVD player. Uh, when these things are gone, I don't know what we're going to do. Uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding, obviously, but uh, it, it is something to keep in mind. When, when big tech censorship, we've talked about it on episodes of the past, whenever they don't like something, uh, you're toast. So I have DVDs that I, I watch, and you know, and we can go through the, the list of my go-tos. Um, top of the list would be Charlie Wilson's War. Uh, love that. Um, it's complicated. Something's got to give. Those are, you know, on the rom-com side of things. Um, but then, of course, the holidays. You're, oh, we all have the same kind of traditions, at least in our family. Home Alone, right? We, we, one and two. Don't even get me started on anything after that. And they're not worthy to be uh, labeled by the same title. So anyway, my point is, watching these, you, you see a time, a period, where cell phones weren't controlling everybody in the, in the video, in, in the movie. And especially the scenes in airports or in hotels or on the streetscapes or where people are just interacting, whether they be in a grocery store, in a hotel lobby. The eye contact is being made amongst the people. Conversation is happening freely. You say hello to somebody and you're not viewed as a predator. You know, I am somebody that really, the cell phone is a necessary evil. I do have a flip phone that I use after hours. And I like that because it's, um, it, it, I don't text on it. Only a few people have the number. And sure, if emergencies occur, I've got the number, phone. If I want to call a best friend, uh, I've got their number, they've got mine. But I don't have the full distractions of, of what my iPhone provides. This would be a great, JB, this would be a great time for us to have The Remarkable as a sponsor. Uh, so if you go to remarkable.com slash deemshow, you get 25% off. Now, that's not real. That's a faux sponsor. But I was recently in a meeting, and somebody had the Remarkable. And compared to my iPad, it was remarkable. <laughs> no, no. But it has all of, well, a lot of similar functionality. It's, it's basically a, a digital piece of paper that doesn't have uh, all of the distractions of notifications that you get from being on Wi-Fi or the Internet. So, anyway, 
My point is, there was a simpler time, and while times may feel less simple now, and they certainly are, we can still choose to take the best of both worlds. A prime example of this, I was on a business flight the other day, and Wi-Fi was down. Oh my gosh. You, I'm telling you, when the Wi-Fi is down on a plane, that's when you really separate the men from the boys. Uh, most everybody now on flights, uh, as soon as they get in line, as soon as they're in the airport, ear pods or headsets are on, there is no communication. Some of them keep the sunglasses on. Whereas when I started my career, not that long ago, about a decade, less, a little more than a decade ago, when I started my career in, in real estate traveling, um, I was constantly on the road, 25 days a month, uh, finding uh, development sites uh, for multifamily projects, uh, mostly student housing. So these were uh, college towns. I'm traveling oftentimes on the same airlines, the same flights, getting to know the same flight attendants and the same people, and, and some routine. Uh, now, uh, when I travel, um, you can just feel the difference. You know, it's not the newspaper that you're reading while you're waiting for the flight. You're, you're scrolling and you're consuming your media that way. Uh, and because of it, uh, there's less opportunity for interaction with others. So I found it nostalgic sitting on the plane um, next to folks who um, had no Wi-Fi connection. Now, a lot of folks still have saved music or downloaded podcasts and, and things that could be watched, but nothing was working. The Wi-Fi and the entertainment system on the plane was all down. And this was a little over a two-hour flight. It was amazing how alarming that this was to some folks because they couldn't be connected to the internet. And I, listen, I can empathize with needing to get on and knock out some emails because you're leaving a conference and you were setting aside these uninterrupted two hours to do so. I, I get that. Uh, that used to be me flying from project site to project site, needing to knock that out. Um, but it did remind me that, you know, there is more to what can be done on Wi-Fi. To take it a step further, uh, we probably need to talk about uh, AI and what's happening there. Google has launched their BARD uh, AI system, which is uh, you know, similar to the chat GPT, which is backed ultimately by Microsoft. Where all that is going, that's going to be pretty interesting. Um, anyway, you know, there, can I be honest with you? There are moments when I wonder if if I should have just died in the 90s, had I been born in the early 1900s and just died in the 1990s before the tech revolution occurred, before the, you know, where you still would go to gas stations and they were called service stations because you could get a full service um, pumping of the gas, cleaning of the windshields, oil checked. I mean, they were truly service stations, a full service experience versus... Uh, you suddenly becoming the employee. Um, you know, back whenever Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy were the nightly routine, not that they're not the nightly routine still, uh, those of you who know, know, but this idea that you could have a full day's work, but when you got home, your workday was over, it has been so long since I have felt 
the end of a workday because of just constant need and, and constant connectivity and constant work that can always be done. We need to do a much better job of, of, of separating work from play. And, you know, we're human beings, not human doings. So finding the people and the places where love can be and where we can be, family, friends. I mean, these are, these are the things that I think about. These are, this is where I still believe there is hope. I know many of you are there with me. Um, anyway, what are we going to talk about in the future? I'm working on some larger episodes. It's going to take me a little more time, but merit-based, okay? We need to talk about the attack on the merit-based system in America. We're starting to see colleges and universities do away with standardized testing. We're starting to see it's, it, it's now it's the, um, it's the youth who've grown up getting trophies for just showing up. Well, now um, we're seeing the degradation in our higher education system. Um, so merit-based system is important. Meritocracies... Uh, Listen, yes, uh, I heard, um, I think it was Bill Maher say this. Uh, yes, I, I'm fine and want the cockpit of my aircraft to look like a representative version of America, but they need to know how to fly the aircraft, okay? And it, same thing if I'm in a surgery. Um, I, I does not matter what the surgeon in his, the team looks like. Hopefully they look like a mirror of America, uh, red, yellow, black, and white, they're precious in his sight, and also mine. But you better know how to use the scalpel. You better have some merit behind what you're doing. So I want to talk about that. I also want to talk about men. And, yeah, I'm going to say it. The attack on masculinity and the attack on men. Listen, passing civil rights did not harm the white nuclear family. Not at all. Just like allow the Supreme Court allowing homosexual couples to be recognized by the state as married didn't harm any existing heterosexual marriage, allow, uh, having a conversation and talking about the attack for men does not mean women can lo will lose. In fact, I would say men and women together can win. But there are some astounding statistics out there that I've recently uncovered about um, the decline in men and the incline in young men in suicide, falling out of the workforce, falling out of college. Uh, we've done a great job of encouraging women, and society has certainly changed. But I don't think we need to hold today's man uh, responsible for the transgressions of his father or his grandfather. Um, and that can be expounded to a whole variety of topics. But we're going to dive deeper uh, in the future on merit-based, the meritocracy and the need for merit-based systems in society and the importance of having strong men and the need for masculinity. Toxicity is bad wherever it is. But being a man is not toxic. So I'd love any of your thoughts. Feel free to send them to the socials at Eric Deem Show or on email, chief at Eric Deem Show. While I won't be responding to the socials until Easter, uh, 
I look forward to seeing them whenever I return. Email, of course, is monitored daily. Chief at ericdeemshow.com.